Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. You're listening to Five Leadership Questions Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Atkins, and I'm here today with Daniel M. Hello, hello. Lovely, lovely Canadian friend. Uh, and then we have a Texan. Yeah. Oh. And she hasn't gone back. Like most Texans and Canadians <laughs> eventually go back to Texas. Right? Well, it will happen one day. Yeah, one day. One day. I still have all my kids' like university education funds. Yeah. Like investments. We're still doing it up in Canada. There you go. Because what, what's the matter you, with our education? <laughs> you, you want me to tell you what's the matter? Because you know what? You know what? We have a person who is quite adept at education that is sitting next to us today. We do. We do. Jana McGruder, who yes. runs. Thank you. Especially uh, Texas History. Lifeway Kids. <laughs> you good. did like Texas History, like museum yes. level stuff. Yes. Wait, what? Yeah, you didn't know this. No. Yeah, that's that's a little bit like of a part of my story. Like you taught that or you're a curator? Uh, both. Or? Both. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You want me to talk about it now? Sure, okay. go for it. All right. Like well. this will be color commentary. We should also probably talk about how you're like a next level director of kids ministry at Lifeway and have grown the business tremendously. But yes. PS before that, she actually was a next level church practitioner, which is why we snagged her from our good friend Kevin Peck. Yep, he's been <laughs> on the Austin podcast. Stone. Austin Stone. A couple times. Time or three. I bet. Uh, probably he's way up there. If you count like the weeks that he's been on, because we did a design to lead week, mm. we did a pilot yeah. week. Oh, that's right. He has been on for. He is rivaling Christine Kane and <laughs> Craig Rochelle and. There you yes. go. So Jenna, before you do that, so Jenna's written a book, Kids Ministry That Nourishes, Nothing Less. Uh, and we're going to have an entire episode around the research surrounding Nothing Less in a couple months because that's. It's insane. If you can't wait, just pick up a copy of the book, Nothing Less. But yes, what is this curation Texan history okay, thing? Okay, so I can this feel... This is a republic, Daniel. That's right. I can feel the eye rolls of <laughs> listeners because, you know, we Texans get bad reputations for always, you know, Texas being pride. too proud. Yeah, too proud and have to talk about it. But here we go. Yeah. So you can do the little fast forward 15 second thing if you want. <laughs> so I'll try to take just 15 seconds. Um, I started off in education, okay. classroom education, um, straight out of Baylor, went to teach school. And um, I only taught fourth grade. Well, mm. everybody in Texas knows that it's fourth grade and seventh grade where you learn your Texas history. Mm. And so um, I really got into it and I loved it. A native Texan for generations and um, loved to teach it. And um, so that got me landed on one of these ad hoc committees uh, for the Texas legislature who had raised all this money to start a state-of-the-art Texas History Museum, not a dusty old history museum like most states have, but of course it had to be, you know, right next to Texified. the Capitol and enormous <laughs> so yeah. and made out of pink granite, a, a huge star, bronze star in front of it. I mean, three levels of just nothing but the story of Texas. In fact, yeah. that's the no nickname kidding. of the museum, the Bob the Bullock. Sun shines bright. That, thank you. Okay. okay, we can sing if you want. <laughs> I'm so proud of you, Todd. Okay. So. I just want to point out that you wouldn't have uh, a republic if it wasn't for Kentucky and Tennessee. We, that's right. We love our friends in Tennessee and now Kentucky. So my yeah. knowledge of U.S. history is, yeah, I don't really know much about U.S. history. And then my knowledge of Texas 
you know, you congratulated Todd on his singing. Yes. So you might be ashamed of what I'm about to say. Okay. But my knowledge of Texas is Friday Night Lights. Well, that's <laughs> a big part. Drugs. You know, that's not a bad place to start yeah, because like that is moved, so cultural. Yeah, when we moved to the States, yeah. here to Tennessee, we we watched the entire show. Yeah. Uh, like however many seasons it was, because we were just like, what is this fascination with football oh, and man. all this? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> That, that was a great introduction, honestly. So it's so true. Football <laughs> is king. Um, but anyway, this museum, um, really the mission of the museum is to indoctrinate, literally, the children of Texas <laughs> in their state history. And so they North wanted a full-blown education department, <laughs> which not every museum has a full-blown education department. And anyway, sitting on that committee advising these people on how to make it accessible to teachers and children and families. Um uh, ended up turning into a job opportunity. So I was on the premier in, you know, committee for our department of education for this museum. Okay. So that's kind of where I cut my teeth on curriculum wow. and family programming and um, no design and that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, not yeah. exactly a curator. Okay. That's something very specific. And I would offend a real curator if I said I was a curator. Yeah. But certainly curating content for, okay. for how, uh, Teachers and parents and right. yeah. kids, you know, have fun at the museum awesome. and learn. That's well, awesome. you're an excellent creator of content yeah. as well. Thanks. So I want to get into our questions. Okay, sorry. Before we get into our questions, just before we get into our questions. <laughs> Everyone, please note, I tried to get into the questions. <laughs> you and did. And you'll stop me. You did. You did. Okay, so here's the thing about Lifeway Kids. Now, for me... So I grew up in Canada. Now, I know I offend... Uh, I'm going to offend a lot of people... But I didn't grow up Baptist. I didn't grow. I didn't even know Lifeway existed as of like five and a half years ago. So when it came to VBS, I didn't know Lifeway did VBS. Right? Wow. I didn't know. I didn't know Lifeway did curriculum other than Beth Moore, you know, and Priscilla. <laughs> Her. No, yeah. I mean, like legitimately. So when it right. came to our children's ministry and it came to me leading VBS and volunteering and all that stuff, mm -hmm. it's just we got to create our own stuff or we got to find whatever is out there. I just didn't know right. about Lifeway. Now here's the crazy thing. In coming down, right, literally, I'm like, this is genius, <laughs> right? And my church growing up, right, my church, my Presbyterian church growing up, when I went back last Christmas, they have a brand new kids pastor, kids ministry pastor, who the first thing he did was take out all the curriculum and install TGP for kids, the gospel project for kids. Oh, that's fantastic. And I'm like, this is, this is amazing. He knew, but you didn't. No, yeah, I, yeah, I had no idea, right? So it was just, it's so cool to see the quality of material that you come up come up with. And me being a systems guy, when I found out about the levels of biblical learning yeah. that LifeWay Kids has, it just blew my mind. Yeah. So I'd love for you to share about the levels of biblical learning before we get into yeah, it. Yeah, sure. I know it's a it's, mouthful. It's kind of learning. Yeah. So our first question is about who are you learning, <laughs> are you learning from? from? So yeah. the learning is learning is in there. Yes. So good job. Good. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I will I will tell you, this levels of biblical learning um, did not begin on my watch. It's actually 20 years old. Oh, wow. Um, so Lifeway has known pedagogically and theologically how kids learn for a really long time. They've always owned that space, in my opinion. Okay. Um, having been, I am one that grew up Southern Baptist, and so uh, Lifeway was a household name. My dad was in the ministry, so um, mm. uh, knew that. But what, you know— I've been able to do from my seat um, with my team, I have an amazing team, is steward this mm -hmm. and um, be able to revisit it every, we, you know, 
three or four years and reconvene a panel of experts because we don't create these things in silos at, you know, the ivory tower in Nashville. Mm. We try to uh, assimilate, you know, um, uh, seminary professionals, ministry leaders, uh, parents, uh, educators to uh, to sit down, work together and figure out, okay, how do kids learn and grow? Mm. And so the levels of biblical learning has six different age groups represented, all the way from babies to now uh, in the kids area to sixth grade. But the exciting news, uh, this just in, we just added uh, middle school and high school. So no it's way. truly That's a incredible. framework that a church can use well, from the baby room to high school graduation. Yeah. And it's based on 10 concepts, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, salvation, the church, creation, family, people, culture, um, I'm, I'm leaving one out. Um, but those 10 concepts, mm. uh, and then how does each level of child's age learn in that concept? That's incredible. I know that's so a mouthful. You, yeah, so can you give us an example, like for Jesus? What yeah, would be, I've got him sitting right here. Yeah, yeah, like how, how does that part? Because when I first saw this, He's I was like, guys. Yeah. And I, I, like I studied adult education in graduate school. And I mean, I love pedagogy, andragogy. But when I saw this, it just blew my mind away yeah. that that curriculum is built on, that the LifeWay right. Kids curriculum is built on top of this framework. Right. Because I'm glad you said that. This is not a curriculum. Yeah. So it is something that we make freely available to, to church practitioners who want to have a framework in front of them, not only in front of their ministry leaders, but also their volunteers. It's great for training volunteers. And it's an excellent tool to hand to a parent, especially mm. a new parent. Yeah. Um, who is, you know, wondering, how am I going to disciple my child? Well, guess what? You can start now. So I'll, I'll just start. I'll I'll tell you a few from the, the youngest preschoolers. Yeah. So that's, you're looking at toddlers okay. at that point. Yeah. So what can a toddler understand about Jesus? Well, we can start to tell them statements like Jesus was born, number okay. one. Yeah. So it yeah. starts very basic. He mm -hmm. was born. Um, God chose a family for Jesus. Jesus grew like me. Jesus learned about God. Jesus told people about God. Jesus helped people because he loved them. Yeah. Jesus loves me. Jesus did everything God told him to do. Yeah. And Jesus is alive. That's so cool. Because I think sometimes when it comes to kids ministry, especially the young ones, it's just like childcare. Right. Just keep, oh, but, yes. But to have, mm -hmm. to have, no, I mean, that's all stuff that my kid, my boy, my youngest yes. boy who's a preschooler can understand. Can start to understand. Yeah, yeah. And so the research has been done on how children learn. Yeah. And um, so, and just to show you how that fleshes out all the way to, um, let's say high school. I'll yeah. go all the way to the graduation. Yeah. By the time they're leaving, they're understanding Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of a virgin, which means he did not inherit the sinful nature passed down from Adam, which made him fit to be our Savior. Wow. Okay, we're talking about deep yeah. theology no now. No kidding. Yeah. And, um, and lots of other statements. Uh, the student uh, levels add an apologetic. So that's mm that uh, teenagers, middle schoolers can start learning how to defend their faith, how to yeah. share their faith. Yeah. Um, so the apologetic here is, whereas many claim that Jesus was a good man or a great teacher, the truth is that Jesus is God. Wow. And so for students to start to understand that yeah. well, and it, have those conversations. And it's always important. I mean, you know, the, the conversation around when can a child understand enough to accept Christ, mm. or when can a child understand, you know, I, 
mean, I, I go back to, I'm trying to remember, I can totally see the cover of the great big lifespan development book. I think it was a Sand Rock book from seminary. But, you know, hey, when a child is this old, this is their level of thought. When they're eight, now they can okay, understand yeah. concrete thought and mm-hmm. this is what that is and all that. Right. But the, uh, the the reality is something like this is a great thing to point to and go, okay, for my volunteers, yeah. they understand, hey, this is what a preschooler can understand and mm-hmm. know. Um, and when whether I'm going with an age-graded curriculum, which, you know, like a, a Bible Studies for Life age-graded curriculum, mm-hmm. or I'm going with something that is broadly graded, it's all this is taken into account. Yeah. And so I think yeah. that's beautiful. And and guys, it sounds like we are doing a commercial for No, it's not. <laughs> for this. I would say get the you can get this. This is totally free. Yeah. We're so not just to, Yeah. Yeah, it's free. So just text the word kids to eight 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 one one one. So text the word kids to the number eight 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 one one one. And then right away, you'll get a link to download this for free. So the, the whole level of Yeah, the, the yeah. levels of biblical learning. Yeah. Cool. All yeah. right. Great. First question. All right. Let me do it. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Who are you presently learning from? Okay. So in addition to scripture, we're not supposed to add to scripture, but you know what I mean. Yeah. That's yeah. question three I really where do. I bar yes. you from answering anything about scripture. So yes. you can answer scripture. Yeah. Now. Well, I do. And maybe I'll talk about that later. But yes. No, you won't. Um, okay. <laughs> Yes, sir. Um, I will tell you, my heart and mind um, is really in the research of Gen Z and technology. Mm. And so I've been doing a lot of reading. Um, I started off with Twinge's book, iGen. Yes. And I know you guys had her on, which is awesome, um, last summer. And that kind of just shook me um, because I'm in the thick of it. I have three Gen Zers that I'm raising at home. How old are they? Um, 11... 13 and 16. Wow. I mean, oh, we are just wow. in the thick of it. <laughs> so uh, it I've like got major, yeah. major Gen Zers at home. Um, but it's nice because, you know, I can do this research really with the urgency of, of being a mom, but also as a practitioner in the world of kids ministry, family ministry, mm. um, to, to be able to do that. So, so I, Jen, certainly that was, that's kind of what got this going. And then, um, I just now finished, uh, Tech Wise Family with oh, Andy yeah. Crouch, which yeah, actually yeah. kind of, yeah. I, Jen made me so paranoid that Andy Crouch's book at least kind of gave some tangible, yeah. it's going to be it really okay. Right. It really is practical. Here's some yeah, things yeah, yeah. that you can do, even if you feel like you've let, you know, Everything. too much go, which I feel like my kids are at that, um, especially my oldest was at that age group where we almost were learning together like, oh, Instagram seems really cute and fun for a preteen girl because it's just taking pictures and and um, putting a cute filter on them yeah. and sharing them with your friends. Yeah. I mean, that's what I thought mm. back when Instagram came out. Yeah. And then who really, a lot of us could not foresee what that would become. And even now it's, so yeah, because there's all of the, dopamine, there's all of that side of it, right? So there's all that side. But then it's fascinating because Instagram, the way they're choosing what to show and what not to show based on their algorithm, they're dictating behavior. Totally. Where now it's like you are penalized Mm -hmm. if you post more than once every like couple days. 
like likewise, you're penalized. Yeah. So they're trying to drive everything to stories. Mm-hmm. And it's just so, so it's like, it's, you think you're in control. Yeah. <laughs> you're not. They are controlling us. Yeah. And it's <laughs> a trap. It can be, yeah. I mean, even for me right now, I'm actually on, um, I don't know if it, if Lent fasting is like other fasting where you're not supposed to tell anybody, but I'm just going to tell y'all, I, <laughs> I, I chose to, to participate in Lent this year, the yeah. Southern Baptist girl. Um, and, uh, uh, I decided, you know what? I'm giving up Facebook mm. and uh, Instagram. Mm. Took it off my phone, not checking. And um, it's been really timely because now after after Andy Crouch's book, I'm reading, um, I just started uh, a few days ago, Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. Yeah, oh, okay. we just talked about that. So yeah, that's I next level. Is it episode. good? It's really good so okay. far. I haven't finished. I haven't read it. I was talking to uh, Dan Ryland. That episode. Oh, he was talking about that yeah, one? Yeah, you yeah. weren't around. So sorry. So sorry. <laughs> I got to do that one by myself, which was great because— I tried yeah. to reschedule oh, it. I know. And I was like, no, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> but we were talking about essentialism, mm-hmm. and then he was like, oh, also, you know, digital essentialism. Yeah. It's come up a time or two yeah. on the podcast. Mm. Yeah. It's good. It's good. I, I'm, I'm learning. Um, I'm trying to to uh, balance the tension of freaking out and being practical. Right. Um, because, you know, in, in my world, of course, having three at home, but also just as we're developing content for churches, because our churches are kind of freaking out. Like, what yeah. do we do? Because uh, we, we see the statistics of, of anxiety rates going up, suicide rates going yeah. up younger yeah. and younger and younger. It's so frightening. Um, so, so you know, the, the question is, what can we do from the seat of the church, uh, the children's minister, the teachers, you know, that kind of thing. Loneliness is, is uh, mm, part yeah. of this epidemic um, that technology has really um, ushered in. And so our kids are lonelier yeah. than ever. Right. Our adults are lonelier than ever. And so uh, that, that plays into... Um, you know, really what we're calling an epidemic. So things like VBS, which are real life experiences, Mm -hmm. I think that's practically um, what a church, a children's ministry, a family ministry can do is create these experiences that really don't dictate or or really invite bringing a device. Mm. And it's it's just quality time with godly men and women who are pouring into the lives of kids and families. Yeah. Yeah, the That's VBS, just one example. Yeah, the VBS thing's interesting because growing up, I did VBS, right? Yeah. Like we just, and it was just really like just crafts and this yeah, and that same. And the, other, but, the theme stuff started yeah. later. Okay, okay. Yeah. So it was just kind of that. And then even as I was a pastor, I was like, oh, I don't know, like, is VBS effective? This, I don't, I just didn't, I wasn't, I didn't really know. Yeah. And then I came down here and our church was doing it and, and I preach at my church. And mm-hmm. so I don't, and I'm not involved in the kids' ministry other than the week of VBS. Yeah. And Christina and I are crew leaders. Awesome. And in doing that the last four years, right, and being mm-hmm. crew leaders in the last four years mm-hmm. and participating at that level, I'm just like, yeah, of course every church should do VBS. Yeah. Because I see what's happening with my right. kids. And it's not what I thought it was growing up. Yeah. Which is why I was opposed to it. And I was like, it's just taxing resources on yeah. staff and all this on the right. others. Especially but, about yeah. the time you were growing up. That was kind of the narrative. But okay. I mean, I— I got saved at VBS at age nine, right. and there was okay. nothing, nothing silly or, or you know, a, attractional. It's just what you did every summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just remember the profound impact that, like, our pastor, who normally just spoke at a large group, you mm-hmm. know, con- church congregation, 
was speaking to just us kids, looking us in the eye, sharing the gospel. Yeah. And and really resonating. That was the first time it really hit home for me That's and cool. having a chance to respond. So um, pastors have a huge opportunity to to become involved in that. And, you know, people get caught up in like VBS sounding old fashioned and stuff. Call it something else. I mean, it doesn't have to be called that. Yeah. But what is the one intentional week where it's an all hands yeah. on deck for your church? Where you know even the pastor yeah. and his wife are are pouring into yeah. uh, you know being a, a small group leader for for it, kids. It's yeah. one of those yeah. seasonal things, and whether or not it's just that you know that family that's like oh, or that couple or parent, single parent that's like hey, I can get my kids out of the house for right an extra three hours. Um, hey, whatever motivation is, I don't care. I know it's hard to believe. But at one point in time, I was a children's pastor. Love it. Wait, what? You just you went up way, way up in my book. I told you were an <laughs> official. That was prior to that. <laughs> um, I love talking about that. <laughs> I know you do. Thank you. Thank you a lot. Uh, anyway, the, the whole point is um, VBS was incredible for us as a church because we were we knew we would get parents there. Hmm. Because we were doing stuff, this sounds horrible, but uh, man, horribly manipulative. But hey, whatever it takes. Um, we we, we Janice shaking her head at me. Like, yeah, what I'm like, Todd, what are you going to say? say? Yeah, what are you going to say? No, here's the deal: the kids would come. Of course, they're going to have great time because they actually have adults who are uh, who are. Yeah, they're all in. They're attention. paying attention yeah. to them. Yeah, yes. they're paying attention to them. Mm-hmm. They're teaching them. They're doing crafts. They're having fun games. They're having all this stuff. So, you know, um, for the first half of the week, everybody's coming home and, you know, just chattering it up about how awesome this is. Parents are happy. They feel like, I, I don't feel guilty because my kid actually loves this. This yeah. is awesome. Yeah. And I'm getting some stuff done and whatever. But then uh, that's when it's like, oh, mom, dad, are you going to come to... Yeah, the end of the week, family kind of night or whatever, celebration, mm-hmm. family night, whatever. Yeah, I don't know if that's still like a thing. Oh yeah, but man, that was such a powerful thing because mm-hmm. parents are yeah. now coming to Christ. Parents are now exactly. saying, you know what, man, I can remember going to church when I was a kid, and you know, I there were some good things about that. I didn't appreciate this, but this church seems really different, and yeah. my kid loves this. My kid's mm-hmm. asking to go back. Yeah. My kid's having. Uh, this has a positive influence on my kid's life. I see yeah. them behaving a little bit differently or whatever it yeah. is. And now they're saying, oh, I'm open to this. Yeah. No, that's – And that's, so – Yeah, it's yeah. huge. Yeah. It, it, for me, that was like the best part. Mm. Uh, it was a seasonal thing. It was something that, um, you know, just like Halloween, we always looked at like different times of the year mm-hmm. where what what are the different times of the year where we can get to the most people – um, that don't go to our church or are not believers, and it be okay. Yeah. And so summer VBS, I mean, you know, we we should probably actually do that research sometime too because there was a ton of research. We, we did talk about it a little bit on our yeah, previous podcast. That was that was the the project that my team commissioned with Lifeway Research. Okay. So okay. the the biggest thing that came out of that, one of the biggest things, there's a whole book that we did around it called It's Worth It. Mm. Um, so, uh, but the, the biggest surprise to us was that majority of Americans, this is just the general American population, majority of American parents would say yes to a child who was invited to a VBS by a friend. 
So that old-fashioned technique of invite a friend to VBS is still working, and even unchurched folks will say, sure, go with your friend to VBS. It's incredible. And a high, high percentage of them had a positive view of VBS. Yes. Because they had either experienced it or whatever they'd heard about it. I mean, like, high, high. It was. I don't care remember the episode. It was. Yeah, that's a whole other episode. Okay, all right. We should do that again. Yes, so we're going to, the fourth question is what leadership in your home looks like, and I'd love to hear how you're taking some of that. Uh, and and addressing it with your kids. But let's go to question two first. Okay. Uh, which is, what is the main point of emphasis right now for your team? Okay, so for, for my leadership team, there's about 10 of us. And, um, I mean, we have been in the throes of so much change, as you mm. guys know. Mm. Um, just at LifeWay, just as living through a significant chapter in our history, in our business, winding down a brick-and-mortar chain, all of that. Um, and, and so we've been through a season kind of of mourning of that. Yeah. But uh, also at the same time being re-energized by what's next and how can how can we focus even more on our mission? And so um, our mission is something that I just keep in front of us all the time. And it's not hard because our team is just very much dedicated to, uh, you know, we serve the church. We serve mm-hmm. the church and her mission of making disciples. I mean, th- that's the mission statement yeah. that all three of us live by. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and so... That has been the focus. I will say that I work with a smaller strategy team. There's just about four of us. And I have challenged them to uh, to re-engage with their giftedness because mm-hmm. um, they're so gifted. And more than likely, if they're if they're um, if they're using their gifts, if they're if they're pouring into uh, what they're gifted with, um, then they're really going to be able to be sustained through some hard seasons that we've walked through. Mm. And so the way I look at it is we're still going to have to do kind of mundane tasks. That's just part of work. Um, But if you can couple that with the magnificent gifting from the Lord that each of us has, then that points to mission. Yeah, yeah. That's and good. he's going to use it. And so so as we're just kind of pulling out of this season, I've just encouraged them to uh, to have fun with it, to mm-hmm. to uh, connect to back to your calling, back to what the Lord has gifted uh, them with. And so, um, yeah, that's where we are as a team. That's really good. That's and I think really we're good. getting on the other side of some things and we're super energized and excited about what's next. What I love about that is... It's one thing if if your church or your organization doesn't have a compelling vision, yeah, right? But the vision we have at Lifeway to serve the church in our mission of making disciples is a compelling vision. It really is. Like it's, it's like, yeah, we can go. And, and I think when it comes to leadership, it's so easy, depending on your personality, to be so about the vision and the mission mm-hmm. that you just assume everyone can figure it out themselves. Right. Or that maybe people's roles are just do whatever it takes to to get there. Whereas in fact, everyone has a unique fingerprint, a unique calling, unique giftedness that as leaders, uh, we need to be in charge of helping our team figure that out. Yeah. Right. Because they might not even be aware of that. Right. Or they might be like, no, I'll do this, even though it's in my area of weakness. Yeah. And it's taking me six hours to do, but I don't want to pass it off to someone else mm-hmm. because they're, you know, I want to be about the team. Whereas in reality, imagine how much, uh, how much more synergy the team can have when you focus on that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's do question three. Do you want to do question three or did you want to skip to four? Because it sounded like you wanted to skip to <laughs> four days. No, no, no. You know, we got to we, we gotta get through. We told Jenna at the beginning that it's a bad interview when we only have five questions. So 
I think this is like the seventh or eighth question. So far. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good that we're no. skipping three. I do think we can skip three. Okay. If sure. you want to skip three. Yeah. You want to skip three? Sure. Okay. Yeah, okay. she did kind of do it a little bit in one. Okay. Okay. So uh, question, you you do question four then. Okay. That's so yours. I didn't okay. even finish my answer to question one. <laughs> okay. So wrap up your answer to the question one, but I'd love for you to know in four, right, what leadership in your home looks like. Okay. How are you taking all the research around technology, mm. everything that you just talked about, how, how are you processing that uh, in your home? And I recognize that you're still figuring it out yourself yes too. we are but how much. are you what do you how are you approaching it well I'm very fortunate because I'm married to someone who knows technology very well mm. and so um, as digital natives you know we live with three digital natives but they're not past their dad yet so <laughs> right, <that's laughs> good. so that helps because if it was up to me only we would be, they'd be way past me they okay, I mean it would be okay. like bye mom we've got yeah. you know like sure we're offline yeah your husband um, knows what's going on yes <laughs> yes he does yeah um but I will say even even with that it's more than just you know knowing about filters and mm. setting time limits and and things like that it's really truly helping them understand um how connecting with real life is important mm. and um and living on Fortnite, you know so we have two boys 11 okay, and 13 okay. and that is they, all the rage Fortnite, yeah Fortnite, um i on the xbox and so um i mean it, it's one of those things where i tell i tell people uh conferences and things like we are pioneer parents. Mm. The, the three of us, we are really pioneer parents mm. because we're in uncharted territory oh, sure. that when I talk to my mom, um, as much parenting advice as she would love to give me, mm -hmm. she can only give me so much because her answer to, oh, it's just constantly a battle with the boys in Fortnite or whatever. Is just like, well, just turn it off, you yeah. know. <laughs> or it's not that bad. Right. You have video games growing up. Right. You and your brother played Mario Kart or Mario <laughs> Brothers all the time, you know. Incessantly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And 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 it wasn't. I mean, it felt like it maybe, but it, it nothing can because we didn't have our friends there. So that's what yeah. they don't get. Oh, that's right. And so it your was just friends. Us. It was right. you. Yeah. It was just you. And if you had a friend over, you played. Um, or you played with your sibling and fought like my brother yeah. and I did. Um, but I'm but first player, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> totally. And I oh I, I conquered it. First I mean, I got player. to the end. I don't know if y'all did, but I did. So yeah. that should be noted. <laughs> show notes. Um, <laughs> show notes. In the show notes, Jenna one. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, um, I didn't even talk about typology, which is what I listen to. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So so what what's your well, Jana one. So what do you think I am? <laughs> Are you a eight? Are you a three? Three. Three. Okay, I'm a three too. What's your yeah. wing? I two because of okay. just motherhood in general. Okay. Okay. Um, but I can mm. get I can like I can four out. Okay. I mean like okay. yeah. My wife is three wing two. Yeah. And I'm three wing four. Okay. And on every other personality assessment, we were opposites. Isn't that wild? So looking at the Enneagram has just been so fascinating it for has. us. Yeah. I've learned so much. Yeah. I know y'all are probably over it. Um, no, no, no. I love it. So it's good. What yeah. are you, Todd? You're a mystery man he, in black. Yeah. What do you think he is? As Todd scratches his nose. Okay. I'm going through the numbers. No, no. Yeah. You might be a three or an eight. eight. Yes. Eight. Okay. There you go. Okay. So well, eight, there you go. Seven. And I'm, yep. Yeah. That's, that's Michael Magruder. Yeah. Eight green seven. You know what I heard? Recent research. 
and sorry, we're side railing, but most megachurch pastors are threes or eights. All corporate America is a three or eight. Oh, okay. Pretty much. Fascinating. Yeah. Even when it comes to what everyone is encouraged and all. Yeah. And even America as a nation. Have you heard this? People think America is a three, like yeah. a three country. Because not every country, it's it's a little bit different. Yeah. But uh, Ian Morgan Cron. Yeah. Uh, the typology guy, mm-hmm. road back to you guy, um, says that he feels like America is really slipping into a six. Really? Being more fearful and paranoid oh. and therefore, you know. Okay, yeah. Well, we, you know, we, don't, we don't need to go too much into Let's politics. not. Yes, okay. So Because that that, 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 that's one of my, um, yeah. <laughs> that's when I come in. Yes. <laughs> Pull us yes. back together. What question are we on? Okay, oh, so I'm how are you about, applying when, the— when everybody's a six, I'll come in and uh, let me— I got this. No, let's not. Let's, I know where you're going to go. Let's not go there. Let's right. save our audience from that. But okay, Jenna, when it comes to the, when it comes to technology, what, yes. what, and especially tech wise family, all that stuff, how are you, mm-hmm. how are you then navigating that with your, with your kids? Well, um, like I said, you know, in terms of just hardwiring and, uh, that kind of thing, my husband and I have just, that's his role. Uh, it drives him crazy, though. It really does. Mm. Um, having to just constantly, you know, but if you if you let it slide, yeah. if you, they will, they will take in, you know, if you give an inch, it'll take a mile. Mm. Um, because like I said, that's where their friends are. And if mom, if I'm not on Fortnite, yeah. then I don't, I'm not in on the party. It's like be- yeah. not being at the party. Oh, oh. See what I'm saying? Yes. And that's what people sometimes don't know until you're there. Okay. That's fascinating. It's not, it's like not being. It's like you're not at the party. And so then yep. you're kind of oh, wow. pulling them out of, of yeah. the social. And then you get back to school the next day. And, and everybody's talking about talk- the game or whatever. Oh. I know. It's so wow. maddening. Yeah. So um, so there's that. Um, we, we just try to, um, you know, at least give them some time, monitor, door open, all that. Yeah. Um, uh, and not make it a, but then they have to, you know, they have to do things first. You know, they have to do yeah, homework okay. first. Yeah. You have to do, yes. you know, we, if there's a, um, like a Friday, like the, tonight's kind of a Friday night because tomorrow is a holiday. Yeah. So we, Michael and I have already talked, okay, we've got to be ready for this because mm. they're going to want to just, they will play yeah. the whole time that you give them and then some. <laughs> so we have to be ready for it. Um, so it's kind of that kind of preparation, mentally preparing, okay, here's what it's going to be. I can't wait for y'all to get to play, yeah. but it's, going to be cut off in one hour, you yeah, know, that okay. kind of thing. Um, and then this whole real life thing is what's really resonating with me. And that's kind of my wheelhouse where mm. um, um, just trying to create experiences. You know, I, you know, Crouch talks about it in TechWise Family, just learning skills, mm. having things uh, like helping with dinner, um, setting the table, Um because I've been off social media, guys, it's given me so much time back that I even planned like a family camp, which sounds so obnoxious. Oh, that was awesome. Because I'm not really like a Pinterest mom. Yeah. But I do love, you know, creating content and that kind of thing. So we even, it was themed. It was, we had devotionals in your folders and we had activities. Was nice. We went to Ridgecrest. No, um, I know. I remember yeah. seeing, uh, I was on a Zoom call, a Zoom meeting with yeah. you while you were at family camp. <laughs> while I was at family camp. And in the in the fellowship like room, beanie and <laughs> this is awesome. She's like in the mountains. You, she's in the mountains. You know, it was. It oh, was Rich Chris is a great place. It is just to get away. It yeah, it is. Yeah. But you got to go during that time because you don't want a lot of people. Oh, so if you go in summer, oh, then all the camps then you are get, there. Okay. Yeah. yeah, 
yeah, yeah. all camps are there. So just talk to me there. later. I'll give you my family camp okay. plan. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So it's just a family camp for us. It yeah. wasn't like, you know, joining others. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, and then, you know, depending on the phase of life that that our kids are in, like right now, my daughter and I are spending a lot of quality time together, mm. um, coaching her through things. Like she just got, you know, she drives now. Mm. Um, she wanted a summer job, you know, really trying to help her, yeah. you know, get through those kinds of things. Mm. Whereas my husband is really, he calls it, he uses business language to say that he has D1'd our boys. So that means yeah. like they are yeah. right Situational next leadership. to yeah. situational yeah. leadership. Yeah. They are D1'd. So daddy's got this. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a tag team effort. That's, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's where awesome. our, our okay. squirrely little boys are. Okay, cool. So um, follow-up question on that. Mm-hmm. So as a lot of our listeners know, I do a podcast with my wife as well at home, oh, the in-between podcast, yeah. marriage, parenting, and all that stuff. So so I, this is a little bit of a selfish question that I want to ask. Okay. Um, you and Go your right husband there. are both high-capacity leaders, mm-hmm. right? You're both full schedules, high capacity. Neither of you are phoning it in, right? You have significant right. responsibilities. And with kids that age, yep. just help us understand what does your marriage look like? What is that... How like are you guys? Is it more of like a tag team? Like it's how tag do you, team. Yeah. I have that in my notes right now. Okay. I mean, we because we are full time professionals, we have to tag team everything. Okay. So um, things that come easier to me are grocery shopping, meal planning, making dinner. Okay. I can do that. Yeah. Um. So I try to you know that's something that's not on his plate, but you know things that he deals with like all the cars. You know because okay, now yeah. we have a third driver in the family and um you know, dealing with all those kinds of things. Um, And like I said, our boys really need a lot of hands-on daddy time right now. Mm. But back when my daughter was their age, it was, you know, it was kind of like my turn. Yeah, okay. Not that the other parent is turning away from that, but just like I said, you know, he's D1-ing our boys. They need a lot of daddy time right now. They're both very active in sports. He owns that. Okay. So um, not that I don't still go to practices and games and stuff. I still do. But you almost have to have a mommy and a daddy to have like ownership of the different parts and pieces because Mm -hmm. there's so many that are moving. They go to two different schools. And so, you know, I kind of own one relationship with the school, with one school, and he owns another relationship with another school. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And, and that way, we're not trying to both do everything. Yeah. Um, but then we have to, you know, stay in touch, stay updated, stay connected. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, we, we, we really do try to sit down and eat at night as okay. a family. As a family, okay. Um, yeah. But sometimes I count island, what I call island time, which might mean sitting or standing around the island. And, you know, Nicholas wants a hot dog tonight. Ron Grace is going to have her salad. I'm going to do, you know, whatever leftovers. That still counts. You know, that's yeah, where I okay, always yeah. tell, I always tell families like, don't get wrapped up in the Instagram, Pinterest. We must have the family dinner. Yes. And if we don't, we feel guilty. Yeah. Like standing around the island, chit chatting, catching up about your day, your day, laughing, joke, whatever, yeah. something funny today. That still counts. Yeah. That yeah. really still counts. And so, in the busyness of this season of life, mm. there's a lot of that, and I think there's grace for that. Mm. Not just grace; it, it's okay. Like there's, there's really a point yeah. where you have to say this is okay, and this is, this is working for us right now. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. I appreciate that. You're good. All right, everybody is really interested in this question. Yeah, it is. It's they always are. it's always the question. 
Not but, always. Yeah, but before we get to there, oh. we do have to share a word. From our sponsors. <laughs> From our sponsors, which is actually... Which is know, actually us! Yeah. No, not this week. Oh. Uh, so this sponsor of today's episode is the Daily Discipleship Guide. DDG. So, yeah, DDG. I know, every episode, it's always DDG. Oh, yeah. So it's small groups... Cables. <laughs> so small groups typically meet once a week, but life happens every day, and that's why Lifeway created the Daily Discipleship Guide. This new addition to the Bible Studies for Life curriculum is used at the weekly meeting to help generate discussion, but it also contains five daily devotions to reinforce learning all week long. So you can download four free sessions of the Daily Discipleship Guide at BibleStudiesForLife.com slash... DDG. <laughs> BibleStudiesForLife.com slash DDG. Yeah. All right. So back to you, Todd. Thank you, Daniel. All oh, right. wait. Another. I'm just joking. Wait, there's more. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Here's the question everybody wants to know. What would you tell your 20-year-old self? Yeah. Not just a 20-year-old. Your 20-year-old. Your 20-year-old self. Yeah. About preparing to lead or leadership. Yeah. I would say, for me. Yeah. Slow the heck down. Mm. Just slow down um, and quit wishing for the next season to come. Yeah. So um, I used to be, um, gosh, one of those that just hated winter. Remember Eric Geiger and how he just just oh, mope yeah. around winter all winter. Okay, I used to be that way. Yes, yes. Too many Your. gray days. And I still struggle with the gray days. I will, mm. I'll be honest. But I've quit wishing seasons away. Now I'm using seasons um, okay. like weather seasons as an analogy for life seasons. Right. Because when I was a, a mom of babes and preschoolers, I remember that feeling like just eternity. Like this right. is, I will always be in this season. Mm. And now I long, I mean, I, I miss it. I'm, mm. Those years went by so fast. It's true. The the saying, the days are long, the years are fast. So yeah, true. Yeah. So true. I remember getting so mad at one of my uh, mentors at the uh, during my preschool mothering years saying, complaining to her, you know, this is so hard. This yeah. is just really hard. And she had the audacity to say to me, it will get harder as they get older. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, no, no. It's supposed to get easier yeah. as they get older. Well, it turns out it did get easier kind of in the elementary years. And then this middle school thing, preteen mm-hmm. thing happened. And then, you know, it got harder. It did yeah. get harder. It's yeah. harder. It's harder in a different way. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to coach myself again, even though these middle school years have been challenging, to to not wish them away, mm. to just sit and be still before the Lord, mm. and 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 love where you are, love where you are. Yeah. Quit wishing for the next season. So that applies to twenty year old Jana, and not saying age, but Jana now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's helpful. That's good. I mean, because that whole idea of loving where you are. It's some, it, I think it's a theme that does come up. It does, yeah. And slowing down, too. Because it, it really is. I mean, I'm in the same boat right now um, from a preschool perspective. I mean, I have Yeah, a you're covered up in kids. You're covered up in young children. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. This is interesting. But it's not as easy as it was 10 years ago when mm. I was 10 years younger. It's true. And I'm not mentioning my age. I'm just, back to the Enneagram, you might be able to relate to this yeah. being a three. I mean, the achiever. Yes. It's hard to slow down when yeah. you all you know is how you're hardwired mm. to just keep doing the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I've really that's why that whole Enneagram stuff has actually helped me personally yeah. because it's kind of sh- just put a mirror yeah. and said, hey, you know, let's, yeah. for the sake of your family and your children and your marriage, slow down. Yeah, here's, you know, what's, okay. here's what's interesting. Uh, uh, several episodes now, probably four episodes at the time of this recording now. So I don't know where we'll be when, when this comes out. So go back like 10 to 15 episodes and you might find our uh, episode with Steve Cockrum where we were talking yes, about that's right. uh, a personality new personality assessment. And mm-hmm. he basically spent the entire time breaking me down because An- Daniel over here did not want to be broken down. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it was, was incredibly afraid. And you know, Todd doesn't really share about himself in real life. I mean, this is on yeah. air. Yeah. It's on air. <laughs> and so everybody's like, I can't believe I've had more interaction over that one. Like, this is my favorite episode. I'm going to go look this it up. Yeah. No, you want to learn about Todd? <laughs> I want to learn about Todd. And because he he basically said, this is how I would take you out. Wow. Yeah. And he started breaking scripting. down all the ways he would sabotage Todd's life. Wow. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> and and then off air, he tells us why. He's like, because, hey, basically, I am you. Yeah. Um, I have the same yeah, personality yeah. type, have the same all that. And the fact that we both, like, love Myers-Briggs and leadership. I mean, yeah. he's. No, he's legit. Diesel. Yeah. Um, more diesel than I. And uh, <laughs> interestingly enough, um, a big part of that was, hey, when you're not in a healthy place, you are busy. And I have had to deal with that for the last three weeks Mm -hmm. of, hey, every other day I want to start something else or Mm -hmm. I want to, I'm working until I am, I sneak away to work. Yeah. And stuff like that, that is just like. He, mm-hmm. he, I mean, you know, yeah, and if you when did, life is if ministry, you didn't have work, life. and if you didn't have work to oh, sneak away to, if I didn't yeah. have, if I didn't have these things, yeah. I would have, I would be addicted to something else. And yeah. when he's basically saying, Hey, here's the things that yeah. here you're going to be, ad- you have an addictive personality. You're going to be addicted to something just because the, uh, things that you're addicted to is work and busyness and your work as ministry doesn't mean you get a pass Uh, because it's not a sin. So he's like, hey, here's, you know, just because it's work and not, I don't know, Mm -hmm. something else, it it doesn't mean you get a pass. That's where, especially on air and off air, I've just been like. (laughs) Is that why you're wearing all black again? That's where I'm wearing all black. (laughs) Always wondered that. The Johnny Cash thing. Wearing all black. So I, um, what I'm basically saying is thank you, Jenna, for once more uh, convicting me yet again. (laughs) And now on air. uh, Yeah, there we go. Just slow down. Enjoy enjoy the season. Okay. You know, and and this is, we'll have to wrap up the podcast here, but I'm curious. I think we'll have to ask every guest what their number is because I wonder because we've heard a lot of slowing down, take it easy, all mm-hmm. that in the last question. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it's because we probably interview a lot of yeah. achievers. Yes. Because of by nature of this podcast and by right. nature of the leadership positions that they've gone to. I wonder if maybe the answers are disproportionately that. Yes. Because of who we're interviewing. Yes. And I will say on that note, yeah. uh, the next book that I want to read is called Quiet. Oh, and, yes. And so it's good. about... Oh, because yeah, I, I have I, my yeah. daughter, I think you're not supposed to type your children, but I think she's a five. I mean, she's displaying yeah. all five qualities. So that's the the most introverted number on the Enneagram. And um, she'd be a great editor. 
Yeah, well, maybe, maybe. Oh. Uh, she actually right. is starting her own business, so okay. she has a lot okay. of business cool. uh, acumen already. But it's it's she doesn't have she does not want to be the out front person at yeah. all. Um, but anyway, the quiet. This book, Quiet, is about um, a, how our world, even our education system, is geared to the extrovert, group yeah. work, mm-hmm. cooperative learning, presentations, all that. For an introvert, it's so painful, mm. but yet they have so much to contribute. And so I think there's that we need to make space and room for leaders. There's plenty of leaders who are not threes and eights. Yeah. Um, I think you're going to find that in this experiment. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But, um, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm curious about this this um, this introvert thing. Yes. I, I know not, except That's for huge. I'm raising well, you know, one. I'm an introvert. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, but... I've learned how I'm a learned extrovert. I'm a yeah. social extrovert. And I think you have to learn that in yeah. being in leadership. Well, that's what in it America. Is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like you yeah. have to. Right. Even though naturally I'd rather just read a book and not do this. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, yeah. There we go. Really? Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to go off on something else. So, okay. Uh, well, thanks again. Now. Yeah. Thanks again for listening in. And Todd and I, if you want to hear our antics a little bit more, you can listen to the New Churches QA podcast. Us and you know you throw Ed in the mix. More free and unfettered. There. Yeah, you throw Ed in the mix, then oh, how fun. It goes crazy. Yeah, so uh, be sure to check that out. Recently, we've covered episodes like how to reach first responders, rural church ministry, and social media and the rise of celebrity pastors. So just look up the words "new churches." That's two words on your favorite podcasting app. Subscribe today and text the word "kids" to the number eight 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 one 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 to download the levels of biblical learning for free. Thanks, Jenna, for being on. Thanks for having me on, guys.